the, the, the J40 Podcast. J4, 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 J4
wherever the the hell the end of that park is. Mm. But I've done uh, across the bridge up like 13 miles, back 13 miles. So I've I've done so a marathon. Thir- 13 miles straight you, you've ran? Yeah, 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 100%. Oh, wow. And, 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 and I noticed that a lot of times on your Instagram... I see you, you know, you're doing the old selfie running video thing, yeah. but are, are, are you also with people at times? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. And, and they're running these 13 miles with you or? No, typically not 13, but I, uh, I, I've gotten people to do a 10 with me, which really? is, which is not much. Okay. I mean, uh, Dude, if I ran a mile, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm gasping, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, a big shout out to you and yeah. those guys that are, you know, out there doing these runs and. Yeah, it's a big deal in my opinion. I mean, well, you'll be out there one day with me. <laughs> I mean, I would have to really like prepare for something like that because I've never ever partaken in something of that of that nature before. So, yeah, I think uh, people are capable of a lot more than they think they're able to do. Yeah. So you would just have to say, forget about quantifying it. Let's just get on the road. And, see and what spend, spend some time out there, and uh, you'll you'll be surprised at how much you could do. So the marathon that you've been training for, it's the Hudson River fifty mile run, correct? And talk to me about this event, and uh, when is it scheduled for? And uh, yeah, take take me through that. Okay, so there was a fifty mile ultra marathon and it was scheduled for October 7th mm. of this year. Okay. Um, so I spent basically the entire summer just getting in shape, getting miles down. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I worked up to, I did a 28 mile run on my own, which wow. I actually started down, uh, South of Chelsea piers, I ran all the way up past the GWB into uh, Inwood Park. Okay. Did a lap over there, then ran south onto the bridge across into Jersey. Um, Are up- you taking any breaks at all, you know, throughout these runs, or like what's the longest that you go without stopping, without you know, br- you know, taking a breather? Right. So uh, when I did the the twenty eight mile run. You got to take a piss at a certain point. Yeah. So. Oh, and that would be the only time you stop. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. I know that the the time I did the the twenty eight, I also like jumped into a store to yeah. get like a electrolyte drink. Yeah, yeah. Top that down. Stay hydrated. Yeah, because if not, you you know you're screwed. Yeah, you're, of course. You're gonna break down. Yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. So you, you got to be able to rehydrate. That way, you could continue going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so then that was uh that was twenty eight miles. So south of Chelsea, up all the way to Inwood, which is like 200-something street. Yeah. And then back down across the bridge into Jersey. And I did my usual loop over there. Yeah. Got back home. And and, and for this 50-mile run uh, for the Hudson River, um, you know, are there any rules that you have to follow? Or is it just like, how does it work? Um, uh, the rules are basically that there's going to be a cutoff. And if you don't make it back in a certain point, uh, then let's see, I mean, you're not disqualified. They're just going to wrap up and leave and you're going to yeah. get to the finish line. So <laughs> Nobody's how much going to be there. Yeah. How much time do they give you to complete this? Uh, I think they gave you fifth, 12 to 15 hours, something okay. like that. 
And you also did the New York City Marathon, right? Yeah, I did the New York City Marathon 2022, okay. which was which was Really cool. 26 I, miles. I, uh, I had a client. Um, she decided she didn't want to do it that year. Mm. And she was like, listen, we could go pick up the bib. You're going to run under my name. Oh, shit. Shout out to Regina. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out and, to Regina. And uh, <laughs> let's just say she got a PR on that uh, marathon. Oh, wow. Uh, so so that was fun. Um, but let's just put it this way. I, I basically... Uh, was in the supermarket on October 6th, which was Friday. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but there was a massive flooding going on a week prior. Yeah. So I got an email the day before on Friday while I'm in the supermarket getting supplies for the next day's race. And basically they canceled the 50 mile race wow. the day before the race. That must so have been a bummer for you. Oh, big time. Yeah. Cause I spent the entire summer. Yeah. Running my ass off, working for this close for this to moment. every day, but like a ten mile run was a routine run. Yeah, a half marathon was a routine and run. That became a warm up for you, right? Ten miles. Yeah, <laughs> ten miles is is kind of just like doing cardio for two hours. That's yeah. the way I look at it. I don't look at it as a big deal. Yeah, um, especially if you're getting ready for a fifty. Yeah, yeah. A ten mile run is is just. Uh, Kind of, but not a warm-up run. It's it's always somewhat difficult, but then you start putting things into perspective, and like a twenty-mile run would be moderately difficult. Yeah, and then you know I I got the twenty-eight miles, so close to thirty, and I was pretty beat up by that, but it, it was actually a confidence booster because I was like, okay, I'm still in one piece after doing <clears throat> close to thirty miles. I think I could pull this off. Yeah, and especially after having done Ironman in yeah. in. 2019. That's right. You're an um, Iron Man. Uh, you finished the Iron Man challenge, which was awesome. We spoke about that right on a podcast uh, before. And yeah. um, so you have quite a couple of physical achievements on the, uh, under your belt. Um, so talk to me about the marathon. When did they reschedule it for? I mean, so initially they were a little bit vague and they said, we're going to let you know oh. when this is going to get rescheduled. So and it was up in limbo for a little yeah, bit. I mean, it's still sort of up in limbo, oh. but they finally, on their on their website, you still can't see it, but they basically sent the people who were supposed to do the 50 miler an email stating that now they're no longer going to do the 50 miler. They're going to do a 50K, which is 30, 30 miles. miles. Okay. And that's scheduled for May 31st, 2024. Oh, wow. A couple months. So- you know, it's a bummer because I was really killing it, getting ready for the 50 miler. But now I'm like, you know what? 30 miles really doesn't seem that scary. I mean, that's whatsoever. nearly double the New York City Marathon. So that would have been quite an achievement for you. Correct. Wow. And and the, the beautiful part about it is that it's done on basically the trail run that I normally do across the GWB. That's where the actual trail race is. Wow. Wow. And that's why I had signed up to it because I was like, it's being done in my backyard. Yeah. I got to participate in this. And although I did the Ironman, running has always been my preferred endurance sport. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm into the swimming. I, I can't say I'm in love with the biking. Yeah. But you sort of learn to love these things that you're doing while you're doing them. But 
I, I don't really get too excited about getting on a bike and, and doing a bunch of miles. Yeah. The swimming is also pretty, pretty difficult, yeah. um, especially long distance swimming. And that's something that there is also an element of danger. Well, in respect to the Ironman challenge, you, you, you would do all of these things in one event. Correct. And so you, you, your body's primed and your muscle memory is ready to go. Yeah. I, I'd say if I got back into, you know, a pool on a regular basis and uh, jumped on a bike, I could, I could get that groove going again. Yeah. Um, but I, like I've been running since I was a teenager. Yeah. So that excited me more. And that's why this 50 was very appealing to me. So let me ask you. So, so, now that we know that they, they cut it down to 30 miles, uh, yeah. you know, um, w- will the 50 come back? Has there been any information regarding that? Or is it something that you think moving forward, they're just going to keep it at 30 in respects to maybe not trying to blow out the New York City Marathon? Do you think there's any politics behind no, that? No, because I think that they're not really in competition with the New York City Marathon. You don't think there's going to be any eyes that will be, you know, the, the, that will be watching this thing and saying, hey, man, this is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And it's quite an achievement that people are running 50 miles, you know, and I think that people from both states would probably most likely have their eyes on this thing, you know, to make it a big deal. No, the thing is, I don't think it's uh, it's appealing to the general public yeah. because once you go beyond the 26 miles of a marathon, there's not a lot of people who want to get involved in that. Well, I mean, I guess you may, <laughs> you, you may have a point, but I, I also think that there are a lot of people who are into physical fitness who would want to witness that. You yeah. Know? So especially it, with like this growing trend of people watching Goggins yeah. <laughs> and like he's a badass. really falling he's, in yo, love with David Goggins, you know, embracing badass. the pain. No, he's, he, He's a monster. Yeah. And Next uh, level, I think guy. he woke a lot of people's inner beast up. Absolutely. 100%. He, I mean, the amount of views that this guy gets between YouTube and TikTok and, you know, Instagram. I mean, it's incredible. This guy, I mean, he's definitely someone who who earned everything that he's gotten. I mean, if you hear his story and you watch his interviews, I mean, this guy, if, if, if that's not driven, I don't know what to say. I mean, that guy's a, like you said, he's a monster. He's a beast. Right. And one thing that I respect a lot about him is that uh, he isn't somebody who went out there and did these things chasing fame, yeah. right? I think the fame caught up with him because of the extraordinary nature. The determination. Correct. Yeah. The, the And I think that the authenticity of his uh, message, mm. it really connected with people resonates man yeah yeah because he was that chubby fat guy out of shape you know unsure of himself not confident and he built he built that that machine that he is today yeah you know confident you know just outgoing just the monster i mean this guy is truly a machine yeah it's amazing and i mean he was down in the dumps if if uh he was on Rogan. Yeah. That yeah. first podcast, I think, yeah. was like life changing for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And that was really what brought him to fame. And I think his message resonated with a lot of people who were, you know, sitting back and questioning what's going on with my life. How can I make certain improvements? Yeah. And this guy is just like, man, just get out there, start moving. And, and who knows what could he, happen? He, 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 uh, he didn't hesitate to tell the truth about how hard it was for him to learn certain things and how it would take him longer 
than the normal average person to catch on to certain things. And he just willed himself through it and made it happen. And I mean, like, you got to admire that. I mean, the guy's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that he would have had as big of an impact if he was a track star. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In high school and then moved on to college and well, whatnot. I think the military had a lot to do with his hardening. <laughs> you know, I mean, he definitely, the military, you know, whipped them into shape mentally and then, uh, of course, physically. But yeah, yeah. So talk to me about this grappling. You've, you've gotten into grappling as of late. And uh, yeah. talk to me about how you have adapted to the training and, uh, you know, how, how, uh, how difficult has it been and how have you adjusted? Okay. Well, I started being interested in trying something new. Okay. You know, having done the natural bodybuilding competitions with the IMBF. Yeah. Uh, I was are, never. Are you still doing any of those shows? Are you still competing at all? Because I've seen you put up, put up some videos <laughs> lately. Are those, are, are those some old ones? No, no. Those are sort of advertisements ah, gotcha. for uh, people to be interested in coming to get some personal ah, training with gotcha, me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, no, there's nothing stopping me from potentially getting on stage again, yeah. but I'm sort of redirecting my energy into different things right now. Gotcha. Um, but in regards to the grappling, uh, there was a point where I just wanted to learn a skill, right? And I had been doing the bodybuilding thing for a while, doing the running thing for a while, but it came to a point where I didn't didn't feel like I was building a cumulative skill that I could also utilize for myself. And so, uh, you know, everybody kind of started watching the UFC and seeing these guys and having a level of admiration for- sure you know, the bravery, the skill involved. And I was like, you know, I think I'm a pretty tough dude, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being able to defend myself. So I'm like, let me, let me start dabbling with, uh, grappling. So that's a, that's an, that's that's an honest and courageous distinction because most people won't admit that because they'll say they're a tough guy, but they think they can fight, (laughs) you know, sometimes. Right, right, right. So, Yeah, I mean, I had to be honest and say, well, you actually don't know until you actually go to a place and get your ass kicked. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, just because I could squat 365 or run 50 miles or run 50 miles doesn't mean you're not going to get gassed in a fight. Correct. You know, so, yeah. Um, So in 2017, I uh, started looking for academies and I started doing Sambo. Okay. Sambo is a. Russia's number one sport and it's sort of like a gathering of judo jujitsu kickboxing okay and and like the I think the the Russian army blended all of these all of the best techniques so it's their version of mixed martial arts yes okay so I was like let let me get involved in that and uh I found a school in midtown uh New York Combat Sambo, and I started going there. Did you take a couple of those guys on a run through the George W? No, through no, no. The GW? That oh, was oh, just oh. recently. Oh, okay, okay. I'll okay. get into that, but that, that was last weekend, and okay, that's okay, okay. the current school that I'm going to. Gotcha. Um, so I was going to Sambo, pandemic hits, gyms get shut down. Yeah. And uh, so basically... Vaccine mandates. Mm. 
I decided not to partake in the vaccine uh, injection. So I was talking to my ex-instructor and he basically didn't allow me to come back to the academy. Oh, wow. And this was after uh, gyms were basically allowing people, no matter whether vaxxed or unvaxxed, to go back. Damn, what was that all about? He contacted me and said, hey, George, you have an outstanding package. Um, when are you coming back to class? And I wrote him an email and said, are you cool? Even though I haven't gotten the vaccine yeah. to come back. And he basically said, I'll get back to you and, and never, never, got, never back got back to me. Wow. Yes. Unbelievable. So that's when I started looking for, cause I, I had already sort of not fallen in love, but I grew a large interest in continuing to learn, sure. to learn the skills. Yeah. And I started going to another school, 10th planet jujitsu. Uh, the founder is Eddie Bravo, who's a good friend of Joe Rogan's. Nice. Um, and I was going there. When I started going there, I basically... Now, where is this place, by the way? Right next to Bryant Park. Okay. 40, oh, 43rd oh, and 6th. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so I'm going there for a year and a half. And uh, the noon instructor is uh, Jarben Pacheco. He's my, my main instructor now at his new academy. And I really liked his style. And uh, but big shout out to Tenth Planet; they yeah. were awesome. And I got a special place in my heart for them because they took me in. Yeah. When I got rejected from another place. Hey man, one man's you know garbage is another man's treasure. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I uh, became friends and uh, developed a relationship and really liked the teaching of. Uh, Professor Jarbam, and he told me he was opening up his own place. So I decided to follow him, and I've been with him at his school, Ju Livre, which is a mixture of jujitsu and luta livre. So, so what Ju- is? Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So most people know what jujitsu is, but they don't know about luta livre. So, and I'm promised not to fuck this up too much, but. Uh, <laughs> There was like a rivalry in in Rio and in Brazil between the jujitsu guys who wore the kimono, which is basically called the gi. Yeah. And the no-gi guys who were doing luta livre. And the no-gi guys. Now, luta livre sounds like. Lucha libre. Lucha libre. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's the same shit. Okay. No, it's not the same shit. It's just, that's how you say lucha libre in in Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically. The Luta Livre is done without a kimono, okay. which here in the States is recognized as no-gi jiu-jitsu, which mm. is growing massively. Okay. Right? So, and 10th Planet was a no-gi spot, and I followed uh, into so this. So, basically, new- it's just taking away the traditional gear for the actual combat Correct. itself. And in, in Brazil, basically, the rich kids got to go to the school with the kimono and the kids who were a little bit less affluent would go do the one where they didn't have to buy the the kimono. Okay. And so I imagine that was very popular, very quick. There there was this kind of uh, rivalry going on between the, the haves and the have nots and the have nots were the, were the Luta Livre guys, even though they're teaching the exact same physical combat. Correct. There are differences because when you have the gi on, the, you have grips. Yeah, you could uh, grab on. You gotcha. Could, you could do a lot of different chokes and strangles with the gi that you can't do without the gi. 
Uh, the Nogi system is a little bit faster. It's more. It's a little bit more akin to like say grabbing the physical wrestling. Body. There's a, there's not much to grab onto, so things are going to move faster. We're, and we're, you're going to grab the physical body in forms that you wouldn't normally do. Correct. In, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it all started with Sambo in 2017 and then uh, continued on to the present day. And uh, just recently, the uh, Jew Livre... Academy promoted me to so Blue Belt. Libre, uh, I want to be clear on Julibre. Yeah, yeah. What's that exactly? So it's basically the teachings of Luta Livre and Jiu Jitsu oh, combined. Oh, got it. Got but it. they they do a, a Gi Jiu Jitsu class as well as a Luta Livre No Gi class. Okay. So they have both. And okay. so it's just a playing with the words. Yeah. Julibre. It's a yeah, cool name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I got promoted to Blue Belt. In October, right around the time that the 50-mile race got canceled. So, you know, it's funny because sometimes you think you're going to get a blessing in one department of life and something else comes around. Yeah. And and that's that's the beauty of life. Sometimes, you you know, one door closes, another opens. So I was a little bitter when the 50-miler got canceled. And then that bitterness went away when I got the promotion. Because, I mean, if you could if you could think about you're starting something in 2017 and you finally get out of being a white belt and you're being recognized for your work. Sure. You know, promoted to, yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So you so, said blue belt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jujitsu and, and Luta Livre, they're known for being uh, a very long and arduous process yeah. to getting a black belt. Okay. It takes typically 10 years. Oh wow. If you're consistent. And how many years have you put in already? I started in 2017, but it was very infrequent. And I've so, been, I've been frequent for close to two years okay, now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if you, if you keep it going in another seven and a half to eight years, you might get that, that black belt achievement. A lot could happen in seven years, eight years. Yeah. So you could have a plan and Do things you plan change. to keep going. I don't plan on stopping. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm, you know, there, there's a, fraternity and a camaraderie that you experience with your classmates yeah and it's something that you can't necessarily put into words There's but it's intangible. really special yeah it's really special and a lot of people get addicted yeah for that reason and the the progress is so slow but it's so satisfying when you see these little improvements yeah yeah right and you could you could definitely see the improvement when you get a fresh new guy come in and you whoop the shit out of them, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh shit, this shit works." And 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 the and the, and the and the gratification that you feel from doing this, obviously, it's good for your mental health, good for your for your physical health. How has it changed you mentally and uh, and physically? I'll start with physically. It's I could run for hours. Mm. If you have me do fucking five, six rounds, five minute rounds, 45 second break in between rounds, man, that shit whoops your ass so bad. Yeah. I'd prefer to go run for three hours in regards to exhaustion levels. Wow. Right. And and that goes back to what I was saying about, you know, running a 50 mile, you know, marathon and then having a fight and being gassed up right away. Like, you know, when I mean gassed, it's like, you know, you're blown up, you're out of air, you're just tired. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Um, mentally, 
yeah, man, to see your skills grow, the friendships you develop. Um, I wouldn't say I'm somebody who lacks confidence, but it definitely gives me an objective radar of where I'm at in regards to skill level. And so it feels good to be able to say, wow, uh, comparatively speaking, a year ago I was here today. I know this much more and, uh, it, it feels great. And yeah, I, I plan on continuing and, uh, highly recommend it for, for anybody who wants to do something that's challenging, but it's, it's tough. Do they also, uh, train you outside of the actual learning of the combat itself? Do they train you with weights? Do they make you do any sort of cardio? Is there any other sort of training that they do to prepare you for the maneuvers that you will learn? Or is it just just the actual learning of the physical contact of this? I mean, like, how does... The, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the maneuvers themselves get you ready for the taxing nature of the cardio. Gotcha. Right. And there's nothing that you could, you could do some movements in the gym that may assist you, but doing the actual thing is the best thing that you could do to improve your grappling skills. Is it fair to say that the cardio that you've developed is totally different from the cardio that you endure learning this? Totally different. Okay. But I will say that when I am in total beast mode running, it fucking helps. Gotcha. 100%. Gotcha. For example, when the 50 got canceled, I sort of toned down the running. Gotcha. And I went back to class and I noticed there was a significant sort of fatigue that was growing. Mm, okay. And there was a point where I was, uh, I was kind of like feeling nauseous and I'm like, dude, that's cause you fucking stopped running. So I was like, you know what? I got to get back. And get my running down because I'm not trying to get my ass kicked. And the running definitely helped me to stay in there and and get more rounds down and not be totally winded. Nice. And like the hierarchy with the with the whole belt system, it's something that they respect a lot. So okay. you want to be able to actually respect the promotion that you were given and and basically uphold that. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I'm back, to, I'm back to running. Plus, now that they rescheduled the uh, 50K, yeah. which yeah. is 30 miles for May. You've got a couple, a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. But plus, it's also good. You know, you got the carrot in front of you yeah. that's saying, listen, bro, you can't just totally abandon yeah. the running. But yeah. you're right. Last weekend, you know, it's funny. You're, you, you, you reminded me that, yeah, some people actually watch the, the Instagram stories of, yeah. of me out there by myself and get motivated. Yeah. So. The head instructor was like, yo, man, it looks beautiful where, where you go run at because it is. It's gorgeous. Yeah. There's waterfalls. There's the river. There's wildlife, yeah. deer. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So he's like, I want to come in and do this run with you. So he actually came out and uh, this dude's got fucking 40,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. So some of his friends hit him up. So that's actually, the video that I saw. Yeah. Probably. Ah, yeah. 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 And now he tomorrow morning at 6 a 630 a.m., he got some more of his grappling buddies and we're doing another run oh, tomorrow shit. morning. Nice, nice. So you, you opened him up to it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So for the time being, I guess I'll enjoy having some company while I'm yeah. out there. Do they put you up against other classmates? Do you guys go at it? Like, how does that work? And, you know, do, yeah, do so you guys, you guys don't go full, con 
full contact, do you? I mean, well, there's no striking. Okay. It's all just maneuvers, wrestling. So you guys are slamming each other, throwing each other around. Yeah, you could you could either start off on the ground or you could start off standing up. And oh. yeah, you, I mean, you could go as hard as you want. Okay. Um, and an actual people, competition, you know, you, is there an option to start on the ground? An actual competition? No, I okay. think what's called pulling guard is when you pull someone down to the ground, okay. there needs to be contact. Gotcha. So you... I think that, and it depends on the organization. I don't think you could just sit on the ground. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Just wondering. But, that. um, yeah, I mean, uh, some, some people go a hundred percent, some people go 50 and you just learn to deal with, uh, you know, I, I think I, I'm one of the guys who, you know, if there's a challenge and someone's up to it, we go hard. Yeah. But there's also days where you're fucking beat from work. You got up early. You go in there and you ain't trying to be Rambo that day. Because sometimes, you know, you, it's one thing to deal with your own strength, but now you're dealing with somebody who's trying to overpower you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can, un, I, I can only understand that there are certain days where that can be very taxing. 100%. But there is, you know, you, you learn how to play defensive, yeah. right? If you're not going to be on the offense, you could sort of play defense. Don't get submitted. Yeah. And and get through the round, and uh, you, you're always learning. I mean, you're always going to get submitted. There's always yeah. dudes that are better than you, no yeah. matter who you are. Which is the move that you absolutely dread, and which is your favorite one to use against someone? Okay, so the, the two that I dread are just injuries that I would never want to have, which is getting either my, my knee hyperextended or my arm hyperextended, which could both happen with an arm bar or a knee bar. Mm. So that's a, that's a fear, yeah. right? But when you're, when you're in class, you're not supposed to be ripping someone's fucking leg in half. Yeah, yeah sure. Right. So, but you also understand another, the gravity another thing of is the hold. You, you also have a responsibility to tap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you also have the responsibility of selecting who you choose to what we call roll with. Yeah. So if you know, if you know that somebody's kind of haphazard, you mm. can decide not to roll with yeah. that person. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. And typically speaking, people who have more experience are less likely to yeah. hurt you than, yeah, than new people. Yeah. Um, my go-to, I got, I got, I got two go-tos. Guillotine choke is probably my highest percentage submission. I've been doing that since. So that's from the front. Correct. Guy's head underneath your. Correct. Right. And you yep. can go either depending on what, if you're a righty or a lefty, but right underneath you the go armpit. Either way. And just. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. You connect the hands. Yeah. And you try and trap their lower body with your legs or their back with your, with your legs. Yeah. And, uh, it's all about close, making a smaller and smaller circumference of your arm. Yeah. That way the strangulation becomes, uh, faster. Have you ever been put to sleep in class? Close, but yeah. not completely out. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it's up to you to tap. Yeah. So you made you made sure that you. Well, it's also a, it's. I mean, this type of thing is also a massive lesson to the bearer of large egos, mm. right? Mm. If you think you're the man mm. and you're not going to tap, then you're going to, then you might go to sleep, I was gonna right? Say, then you get put to sleep. But you know, <laughs> trust me, everyone's ego disappears when their fucking arm is going to break in half. They tap. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that must be a terrible feeling. And then there's another submission I love, which is, which is a scarf position. It's kind of tough to, to 
describe you uh you trap their arm and leg you trap their arm and head in between uh your thigh and arm is that while you're on your back the person is on their back oh okay 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 and i am trapping their head and arm and then that arm i could basically do a few different submissions and strangulations on on the neck and okay, i so, really so like it comes that in one. variations yeah, that you one. Can actually that one utilize gives that, in that one ways. gives me an availability for a few different submissions, yeah. and like, yeah, I mean, we all have our special submissions in class, and I, I think those two positions are the ones that people know that I like to go for. Okay, but it also helps them to develop a better defense against gotcha. that. So then you, so have you guys to, are both benefiting, correct? As far as how what you're learning here. Yeah, you're benefiting from perfecting the move. He's benefiting from learning how to get the hell out of it or avoid it altogether. And, and the better he gets at learning how to defend it, the better you have to become at offensively yeah, at getting it. Yeah, so, yeah. so they get better and you get better. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's interesting. So when you say rounds, right? I mean, in a typical real competition, how many rounds would 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 you guys go at it for in a real competition? If that was the case. Uh, depends on, I mean, in a typical class, you could stay for an entire hour. Yeah. So you could get, I'd say 12 rounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Five minute rounds, 40, 40, yeah, around 40 seconds break. So wow. figure five minutes times 12 is an hour. So you guys are using a lot of energy. I'm not doing 12 rounds. Yo, bro. Okay. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I mean, damn, man. Nah, I'm, I'm happy doing four to six, Well, you're, man. A, you're a blue belt, so. <laughs> I'm happy doing four to six. These, the, the, the pro guys are probably, you know. Well, the guys who are getting ready for competitions, they'll they'll stay in there and fucking do 10, 12 oh, oh, rounds. That's man, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Man, shout out to you and to everyone over there, you know, down there. Um, Drew Livre. Drew Livre, man. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And have you have you competed in any competitions at all yet? Uh I did. So here's here's the story. I I I wound up losing. A couple of buddies of mine were like, "Yo, George, we're we're going to compete in a grappling industries in Brooklyn." So I said, "All right, if you guys are down, uh, I'll jump into." Even though I was shook, bro. It's a fucking yeah. fight, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, like It's the real thing. Yeah, I mean, I, we're not punching each other in the face, okay. but you're still on it's, the spot it's and the and real deal he's coming combat. at he's coming after you so when i went to go sign up and this was partially my fault when i'm doing the uh, registration it wouldn't allow me to participate in blue belt and i was still a white belt but my instructor told me to to participate in blue cuz he was going to promote me shortly after that okay and for some reason whenever i went into the uh belt uh uh, to check on blue, it was unavailable. So it basically just gave me the the expert level, which is brown black. What the hell? So I was like, you know what? And the funny thing is, the next day the price went up. So me being a cheap bastard, I was <laughs> like, you know what? Let me just click on expert level, and then I'll take care of the registration. The J forty pod. And uh, and then I'll, I'll call these guys up, get this problem sorted asap. Wow. So. Let's just say the problem didn't get sorted, and I wound up having to compete in the master's division, which is 40 plus. What? what, what wow. And uh, in, in the uh, expert division. How did they allow this to happen? If you just. Uh, well, because you could, you can compete 
at a higher level if you want to. Oh. But you can't be a black belt and compete in white, right? Yeah, of course. Because that would be bullshit. But, right? I mean, doesn't it feel like the same thing anyway to you? In a way, I mean, like... Well, I was fucking mad scared, bro. But at the same time, you're kind of like, well, <laughs> no one's expectations are too high on this. How long did this um, contest last? Well, it, there was only three people in the division, I guess... Motherfuckers who are over 40 got better things to do yeah. with their life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but at the end of the day, at least I got a third place medal. <laughs> okay, you got a third place medal for how long? How how long was the contest for you? Uh, I mean, it, 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 I, I believe it was five minute rounds. And you did how many? Two, because I okay. because I basically only had to compete against the other two guys. Also, one each was round it, one, was against each round was against a different person. Correct. Ah. So one guy was a purple belt, the other guy was a brown belt. But I think um, that was good experience for you. It no? was great. Not only that, like you get better because in the upcoming weeks to the competition, you train your ass off. Yeah, yeah. So you spend extra hours drilling techniques and fucking getting your mind ready, getting your body ready. Whereas yeah. if you're not getting ready for a competition, you're leisurely going in and out of class, no yeah. pressure. So anyway, getting back to the the competition the thing I can be proud about was both decisions came to the judge. There was actually no points scored on me. Oh. So I didn't score. They didn't score. Okay. It was an arbitrary decision by the judge. And you judge. said you faced three guys, right? Two guys. Two guys. Okay. So in a way, like, I felt happy and my instructor was was proud okay. because he's like, dude, this motherfucker just got in the uh, expert division and was Because I was under the impression that you got beat. Right. I did lose, but it was it was basically the 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 ref basically was able to call and say they were they were basically being more aggressive. And I'll admit okay. I was playing defense because what the fuck? But it's not like you I'm got fucking, it's not like you got mauled either. Well, I didn't get any uh, points scored on me, which is crazy because yeah. I got there there there's fucking tough dudes at my academy that are blue belts and purple belts yeah. that fuck me up. Mm. So it was dope to be able to not have points scored on me. Well, in essence, it prepared you for this. Yeah. Even though, you know, it was your first time and whatever, and you may feel a certain way, but I, I think it, there's an accomplishment in that. Yeah. yeah. And the way I look at it, bro, it's just like, it's like bodybuilding. It's yeah. like, dude, if you get on that stage, I don't give a fuck if you get last place. You're not a spectator. You're out there doing something. Yeah. Most people are, are afraid they're not even willing to put themselves out there. It so takes cojones, my I friend. I give credit. And you got them. Cojones, baby. <laughs> so I give credit to people who just get out there, man. And yeah. there, dude, there, there's people who I see in class in other academies. There's a lot of brave fucking people out there, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of brave people out there, and I give them a lot of credit. Do I that. still get nervous thinking about maybe doing another competition in the future. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because no. at the end of the day... You got to put yourself out there. This guy's trying to fucking submit you. You're trying to submit them. It's a scary thing. Now, what do your trainers say about fear or about nervousness? About, you know, what do they say about this? Do they say to you, hey, man, look, it's normal. It's fine. You need that. Keep you on your toes. Like, what do they tell you in, in preparation for these these contests that you that, that you will endure? Yeah, dude, my, my uh, professor Jarbami basically said to me, bro, don't do this for me. He said, go fucking have fun. And I was, yo, that was the best advice I could wow. get. Because I was like, 
I don't want to have the fucking pressure of the Academy. Yeah. Oh, you're disgracing our name. You're representing us. And, and if you fuck up, it's yeah. going to make us look bad. Mm. And I was just like, yo, that was the best advice I could get because yeah. I just went out there and did my thing. And, uh, even though I didn't get the, the, the W it was a decent, I think I did fucking good, man. I didn't let these guys do shit to how, me. How did your guys receive you after? Like, what did they say? What, what were their words to you? They said, those guys should have submitted you if you're a white belt in a fucking expert division. Wow. So I was like, no doubt. Good looking. So they were pleased. They were happy. Nice. Which made me happy. You know, of course. I, you know, of course. You ain't trying to let people down. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and that's that. But the funny part is none of the people who I signed up because they were in it actually went and participated. What? What? So what? me and my instructor, we were like, yo, if you, if that, you again if, to the cojones, check, check this out. We were like, all right, if you guys signed up, we'll sign up too. So I signed up just because yeah. I wanted to be there for my buddies. And then, and then you they ended dropped up on the out. stage. Yo, then they <laughs> dropped out and I'm out there like, why oh. the fuck am I here, bro? You, you got to wonder, was that planned? <laughs> no, 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 no. no I, I, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, man. But like. Well, they're like, let's but, throw him to the wolves. But let's you know what? It's like like for, for me, it was like the plan of of destiny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm happy that it happened that no, way. No, no. I mean, I, I'm trying to envision it. Yeah. As you say it. And, I, and it's playing out like a movie in my head. And in my head, I'm like, I could only imagine like, you know, there must have been a sense of pride saying, okay, well, you know what? This guy did. You know, he did all right out there, man. You know, it, it wasn't an embarrassment. By, from what I'm hearing from you, I mean, if these guys couldn't score and you couldn't submit you, that's fucking great. Yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm happy with the way it turned out. Looking, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Like, looking back, I'm like, damn, bro. I yeah. could have fucking pushed it a little bit. Yeah. But I was like... I was like, shit, I'm, I'm in the expert division. Let me be real conservative. Yeah. Let me be real defensive and not let them do anything. But that, it sort of didn't work in my favor. Well, it did work in my favor because they weren't able to do anything. Exactly. exactly. But now looking back, I'm like, damn, I actually could have done something. Yeah. And that's what you sort of realize in, in martial arts is, yo, everyone's just a person. All man. part and of the And everybody process. could have a good day. Everybody could have a bad day. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, there's there's some nasty motherfuckers out there. I can only that imagine. That are sick. That I, could, are sick. I could only imagine. Vicious motherfuckers. I mean, there, there are guys that I, uh, I've i been grappling with for years, and I haven't submitted them once, and they mm, fucking submit me every wow, time. Wow, wow. Yeah. Damn, years. So there, there's there's people who have- It, go, it just goes to show you the crazy skill skills. Levels. Uh, crazy yeah, skills. The skill level is yeah. just uncanny. Yeah. If you haven't been- if you if you've been training with these guys and just grappling with them for years and haven't been able to put them in a compromising position, no compromising. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. But get the get the tap. Get the actual no. tap. Okay. No. Gotcha. Yeah. That, okay. Now I understand. All right. See. I see what you're saying. But well, yeah, there, there, mean, there's some proud people out there, bro. They could be turning blue in the face, and they ain't tapping, bro. Mm, <laughs> Let's put it that way. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Man, I mean, it sounds interesting. It sounds exciting. I'm glad you're doing something that makes you feel Thank you. good. And you're part of a new family now. Yes. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, shit, man. I mean, I always looked at you as an advocate for for physical fitness and overall physical wellness. And, you know, you you were a master trainer over at the sports club in Sunnyside, Queens, where I, yep. you know, where, where I used to train and uh, lift weights and, uh, you know, 
you were always, always among the elite trainers in that gym. And uh, thank you. Like I said before, man, like, you know, I think you're a great advocate for physical fitness and, you know, even mental, mental fitness, you know, because it takes a strong mind to be as determined as you are to run the miles that you run to, 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 to go out and do the things that you do physically. And I think that people fail to realize that, uh, Physical fitness is a, it's very important to your, your well being and your mental health. I think a lot of people, they let doubt and stuff like that get in the way. And, uh, just having the initiative to go and say, let me go try something. And you never know what that could branch out and do for your life. I've always been somebody who was curious about people's passions, right? Yeah. Even shit that I've tried that I didn't really like that much. Like, you know, why would someone want to paint, right? So maybe I try it and I'm like, oh, this is cool, but maybe it's not my thing. Yeah. But I think that it's it's nice to get out there and 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 try things that are going to potentially lead you to something that you could be passionate about. And then uh, gives you a purpose and 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 a reason to say, damn, I'm fucking happy doing these things and I'd love to continue doing this. So Another thing is my my fear of getting old, right? My fear of deteriorating. That's always pushed me to move myself. Yeah. And when I move myself, I feel young. When I feel young, I've got my hormones at the appropriate levels. And that in itself is well, going to release serotonin. That's why that's I going asked to you about this. influence the, the right kind of- chemical reaction right. of your physical activities and the effects that it has on your mental. And I think that a lot of people- you know, they don't understand, like, you know, you can be physically tired because you're mentally exhausted. But when you're physically fit, the chemicals that are released into your body, like you just mentioned, you know, it can really just stimulate good sleep yeah, and better function throughout the body, 100%. which helps your mind. 100%. And, you know, so when I look at guys that are physical specimens like you, like when you get in, into prime shape for a show and you're fucking shredded to the bone, and I've seen you shredded to the bone. Yeah. Like I've been, I've been to one of your shows. Shout out to Diabolic Al, 40 Thugs. You know, we went to go see you down in Jersey when you were competing. What up, Al? Love and, you, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. And I think you got, what, that was it third place or second place that day? Could have been either or. Remember that I've uh, gotten a few I, seconds. I, I think a few that thirds. Asian guy. I don't know if he was oh, Filipino. Yeah. What is the, the legs on that guy? I think that's that guy was Albert. Sh- yeah, that guy was shredded. But uh, Albert, you know. if you're listening, you're the fucking man. <laughs> I love that. I competed in a few shows yeah, with him. Yeah, man, great, great know. guy. And he's a he's a family guy. Yeah. He's got a he's got a couple of kids now. I think is he is he still in competition? No, I, I mean I, I follow him on Instagram and I oh, see where awesome. his life you is guys, gone. You guys are good friends. Then? No, we're not friends. But like you know, you just follow someone after. Especially after going through being on stage together, you know what it takes leading up to that and you just admire the work ethic. So, you know, we follow each other to see, oh, is this guy still in shape or did he fall off, you know? But no, the guy looks great. Do you uh, at all engage in, uh, you know, the plunge, if you will, you you know what (laughs) I'm talking about? The cold plunge? Yeah, like, you know, putting yourself in these cold baths and because I hear the benefits of- uh, Doing this I, I don't, but it's amazing. I, it's, I take it's like cold a thing showers now, right? now. I take cold, I mean, ice cold showers Jesus, now. God bless you. I, I don't take warm showers at all. I haven't been engaging in taking showers like that in, I don't you know, know, probably a year now. And I'll tell you, I'm so much better off for it. My mental sharpness, the way my body is and reacts, like, dude, I, I, I'm, I see the benefits of it. I'm more aware. I'm more awake. I'm sharp. 
I mean, it, it has a lot of physical effects on your physical health. I do so much shit that's uncomfortable in my life. Don't take away um, my warm um, showers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the I, I thought you I were did. going. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. But uh, it's all good. It, it's all, it's all good. Nah, uh, man. Nah. <laughs> um, he said, "Don't take away my warm showers." Yeah, like if I had a fucking house with a backyard and I could fucking buy yeah. one of those cold plunges. Let's do this. How I know about, it's really good for so, for uh, anti-inflammatory yeah. recovery, yeah. especially if you're pounding your way, yeah. fucking running twenty miles yeah. and whatnot. Uh, but no, I don't do it. Wow! So yeah. you've never engaged in taking a, a cold shower to see what the effects might be on your day? No, nah, but I've—I mean, I've—you know—I've jumped into cold rivers and yeah. I've—you know—I've done a Christmas Day Boston fucking beach. I—I I, I will tell you this. Yeah. This January. I got a friend who's pressuring oh, well, Shout do- out to Goose. I got a friend who's pressuring me. The Polar Bear Club? To do this Let's in fucking January. do this, bro. I'll do it. Yeah? Hell yeah. You hear that, Goose? Goose, we... we- <laughs> Goose, oh, let's do this, baby. You, you know, I'm down. He wants to do this so bad. And he's like, Jose, let me know and let's we'll go. Let's fucking go. Coney Island. You driving? I mean, <laughs> I, it would either be me or him. Okay. And uh I'm in. So I don't know how this works. Do you know how it works at all? Does It's what, Coney Island? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Coney Island. It I is mean. Coney Island. Okay. Yeah. If you walk on the boardwalk at Coney, there's there's a Polar so, Avenue. So we're some talking like January. That. I don't know if it's January 1st. I think it's the 1st. Okay. And um what are the rules? Do you got to go all the way in head uh, like underwater well and for you, how long i yeah. don't know anything about uh, how, how it's supposed to be or is it just that you just dive in full body and then come out and then man that's considered you know i mean i think <laughs> if i were to make the rules it would have to be a full body immersion that's what i'm thinking yeah but i'm thinking how long do you have to no, stay no i think as long as the entire body is underwater and then that's it as long as you cannot see the entire body for a second you fucking did it well look that shit's dangerous, bro. I, I, you ain't trying to be in there for I, fucking. I'm, I, I don't want to catch frostbite or God forbid pneumonia or God knows what. But you know, like I, I think I would, I would be willing to do it if, if, if it's in fact in and out full body. Yeah. If that's what it is, it's in and I'll out. do it. You think these uh, people are chilling in there, if, bro? I mean, I don't know if there's a certain amount of time. Maybe like if they say a minute. I don't know if I'll be able to do a minute. There's I don't not know. A, there's not a fucking judge there that's like, yo. Because it's already cold outside, and now you're going into this. He's like, yo, you don't get the T-shirt. Hmm. <laughs> you came out five seconds premature. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm only asking because I've i never envisioned myself doing something like this, and uh, I, I just don't know what it's like. I, don't, I never but, thought know, I would even do something like that. I was that. just talking about, you know, Thinking about painting. Maybe I don't like that. You got to sometimes see, oh, why are these people crazy about doing something like that? And then you do it and you're like, wow. Anyway, getting back to uh, the whole body chemistry. Dude, there's days I don't want to fucking run. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to grapple. But it's it creates the George that I want to be, right? Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. So when I go for that run, I get back. I'm like, you're the fucking man. You didn't want to do that shit. Good shit. Mm. That's it. Self-talk is important too. Yeah. You know, pumping yourself up. And you know what? Right when, when you walk the walk, you don't even need to do the self-talk yeah. because you're just like, you did it. There's, well, there's no convincing. Guys like you are on autopilot. 
you know, and I think we were talking about that before the, the podcast, well, it, you know, these physical activities that you partake in, they come like after, after you enrolled yourself into the actual action of it all, it becomes second nature to, to guys like you, you know what I mean? And, um, I think that that yeah. comes with repetition and training. And I think that goes with anything that you want to do. Right. And, uh, that's why I'm like, you know, if I'm going to go hard, lifting weights and I get myself in a groove where it's every single day I'm going hour and a half, two hours, you know, and I engage in that for like four straight weeks, then I'm in a place mentally and physically that I'm just at peak performance mentally and physically. And it encourages me to keep going forward. So having all of that confidence and, Going into the gym, whether it's doing what I'm doing just for lifting weights and looking good or doing what you're doing as a person, I think that it's important to get into some sort of a groove physically yeah. and, and, and to allow your mental state to enjoy and reap the benefits of that. Sure. You know, I think people, you know, don't understand that when you don't work out or when you don't engage in physical activity, it really does have an effect on your mental state and on your mental health at, you know, depending on what the circumstances of your life are, because the, you know, the, the normal average person nowadays, especially today, there's a lot of stress, man. Yeah. It's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, man. It's funny. I've been in a groove for, for so long and there's ups and downs to the groove, but I'd be depressed yeah. if I discontinued. I'm actually afraid of going to that place where I'm not going for that run. Now, I have sort of like chill moments where maybe I'm not engaging as much, but there's never a complete isolate, uh, abandonment of physical activity. It has to keep going. I'm afraid of where my mind would go if I discontinued. So in a way, it's, it's my salvation from going into potentially a place where I don't want to go to psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, it's been my, yeah, like, thank God, man. Thank God for that. That's why a lot of us call the gym the Iron Sanctuary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Um, and I, I, I totally understand. And that's why I ask these questions and, you know, why I uh, make it my business to, like, talk to people like you. Because it makes me wonder what 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 fuels the furnace, you know, to keep going, you know, some yeah. people have different reasons, you know, yeah. some people are running from stress. Some people just, you know, need to be physical to know that they're alive, right? To know that, that, you know, that they, 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 they can go out there and, and, and just physically compete with not just themselves, but with anyone, right? You know, some people need that to fuel their, 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 yeah. their, 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 their desire to be physically fit and to be at, you know, optimum peak levels of performance mentally and physically. Yeah. So my, uh, it's not my fuel. It's my fear, bro. I'm afraid of being a fucking 70, 80 year old man and and saying, no, no, no. And saying you threw your fucking life away. You didn't fucking do things that scared you. Mm. Getting out of your comfort zone. You wasted yourself, right? And so I'm constantly thinking of that future me. Mm. God willing, I get to that age. You never know what could happen. But I want to be a fucking 80-year-old man who's proud. Yeah. That's it, man. 
Hey, man. And that's what that's what keeps that's me awesome. going. So that's every great, every year, I'm like, "What the fuck are you going to do that's this a year?" Great, that's a great perspective. That, yeah. I, I, I like that answer a lot. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny because sometimes you know, in the gym, you'll see these guys in their 70s and they look great, right? I'm sure you yeah. bumped into a couple of these guys. 100. You know, they're they're in their 70s, right? Yeah, they look great. Yeah, they bring their bag into the into the gym with their suit in it. They get dressed up, shower after. And you're like, damn, this motherfucker yeah. in shape looks great. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it's inspiring to see stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then you see some guys that go into the gym, look like they're 80 and they're like 55. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they're there. And they're struggling. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And it's like, you know, but um, I, I guess circumstances of life, you know, can really dictate where you are physically and mentally because life and stress and and you know stress is a very big trigger for a lot of physical ailments and disease and things like that and uh yeah man you know i think keeping a healthy the body mind, follows the mind yeah and if you lose the battle right in your mind because some doctor diagnosed you with stage three cancer you're yeah. gonna fucking die yeah you're gonna fucking die but if you're a resilient motherfucker like you are like david goggins is you know you say fuck cancer and then, you know, it's not a surprise when guys like that beat disease. I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I, I've been exposed to a lot of a lot of wisdom from a lot of these guys, you know, the, 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 these guys that are, you know, professionals in their fields. And I, I've been trying to implement a lot of their wisdom and their techniques on life in general. And I, I started to find that, you know, little by little, you know, a lot of these things can work for you, but it all starts with the belief that you can do it and that you can start somewhere. Because if you, you, if you talk about it without actually trying to implement some of these teachings or, you know, the wisdom that these guys are sharing with you, then, you know, you're, you're always going to be before the starting point, never getting to do anything because you're just procrastinating. You yeah. Know? And, and, and I think that that, a lot of people, you know, have that problem, you know, oh, I could do it later. Oh, I'll start Monday. Oh, you know, and I think that's, I, I think that's the big one, right? Oh, I'll start Monday. Like yeah. people, you know, you have something that you can do on a Wednesday and just because the excuse is that you didn't start it fresh from the beginning of the week gives you the excuse to say, I'll start Monday. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people have that issue and uh, including myself. So, I, and again, you know, I'm only just starting at, at, at this stage of my life to implement a lot of different techniques and listening to a lot of people with wisdom that have so much to share and offer that I, you know, it, it blows my mind how a lot of these things, man, if you, you really use it and take it into account and try to apply it, man, it works. It really works. Yeah. I mean, I sort of think about it this way, right? For people who are, looking for an excuse out of things. Would you ever fucking hire a lawyer who would fight against your case? No, you'd fight, you'd hire a lawyer who's fighting for you. So why would you get into a brain pattern of having a voice that tells you to do things that are not good for you? Well, this is the thing that I, that, that I've noticed with, for example, addictions, you know, People are addicted because of chemical imbalances. People are addicted because of the feel-good chemicals that 
you know, get derived from the feelings of the drugs that they do or from the bad habits that they have. And what happens is I believe that the body starts commanding the brain. And yeah. it should be the other way around. The brain needs to command the body. And I think that that is so difficult for a lot of us, including myself at times. You know right. what I mean? Because yeah. I think we all have bad habits. And know? I think that it's when you come to the realization that if you just don't listen to the thoughts and you start going into a pattern of moving your body and doing the right things, the thoughts will readjust themselves yeah. and have faith in that. Yeah. And embark on the process of doing the things, even if you have no faith that the corresponding psychology will change. Fake it till you make it, baby. Watch what fucking happens. Yeah. And, and that's sort of what happens, right? Yeah. But what happens is when you start doing that, you'll notice that the thought patterns do change. And then you do start believing in that. So you do a lot of self-talking in a way, because in a way that's what it comes down to. Because when you're alone in your thoughts, you know, you're pretty much telling yourself what you're going to do. And you know, when you get up on a certain day, when you don't want to go, you know, you got to go. Yeah. Your brain is commanding the body to go. Right. I also train myself to not take my thoughts too seriously. Hmm. Interesting. And that's, that's sort of a, uh, you know, I was feeling down for a while mm. and it was because of a repetitive negative thought pattern. Mm. And so I was like, shit, man, this doesn't feel good. Right. So what, what, what can I do? So I started actually looking into like mystics and the philosophies. Right. And what they were preaching was whether you boast and tell yourself that you're the best man in the world or you tell yourself you're the worst piece of shit in the world. Both of those are illusions. Yeah. And both of those are constructing your ego. And so the only way to be free from that is to abandon the ego, your identification with your thoughts. Mm. And so when you abandon your identification with your thoughts, you're finally free and you could make your own decisions and be free from something that's pushing you in the wrong direction. Joe Dispenza says thoughts are the language of the mind and emotions are the language of the body. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome. And, stuff. and Joe Dispenza, I, I like his work he's, a he's lot. Awesome. He's awesome. And I think he's also one that, you know, you could actually start playing with this, right? Yeah. When you finally discover that, so I, I like to make this example. If on Tuesday I tell myself I'm the biggest piece of shit and on Wednesday I tell myself I'm the king of the world, <laughs> both of those can't be true at the same time. So it means that both are illusions, yeah. right? But you, you make it, you, you, and so, you are what you make of yourself. But that's a fucking liberating yeah. thing yeah, because yeah. then you could start saying, I could fucking basically ab abandon my identification with this and be free and yeah. do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. It's nice, man. It's and and this is something that's tough to do. It's fucking tough to do. Yeah. Right? It's but tough you gotta to be mentally strong and also be ignorant to those 
yeah. negative thoughts in a way, right? You got to have that ignorance to those thoughts. Yeah, you and, know what? And then back to what I was saying about autopilot. You have that autopilot thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny though? People say you got to be strong to do that. And I actually think you got to be strong to be depressed and wake up every day and still go through life. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. When you finally are able to a certain extent free yourself by being more present, you don't need strength. You know, it's funny that you say that because they say that the majority of us people, we live in past tense thought process <clears throat> in, th- in past tense thought processes. Yeah. And this is the reason why a lot of us stay stuck in one place as opposed to being in the present moment and not being fearful of what the future holds, which will allow you to move forward. Right. Because we think that the pattern that has preexisted in our life will continue to go the same way. And it will, if you don't actually say the past is the past. I live in the present now. That's why I think that there's a large admiration Fear of the unknown. You know, people are scared to be alone with their own thoughts. People yeah. are fucking afraid. You know, look at the normal average person today when it comes to like technology and their cell phone. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Distractions. People don't want to be alone with their thoughts. People don't want to be alone man. in a room where there's no sound and they're just alone with their thoughts. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. But that's the moment where you find you. Right. It's scary though. And I think that that's why there's a massive admiration for children and animals. Right. If only we could see through the eyes of children. They live, you know, like they th- live in the fucking moment, yeah. bro. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's one thing that we forget how to do. Yeah. We think we're more intelligent than children. <sighs> but if the child is running around super happy and living in the moment, who's the fucking smart one? If you're sitting there depressed. That's why the first seven years of a child's uh, development is so important. Because in those first seven years, they're downloading yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. And they're becoming the little people that they're going to become. They're taking everything. I think it's called the theta, the theta state, where it's almost like a hypnosis state for the first seven years of your life. And this is where you download all of what you see from your parents, their habits, I I and heard everything. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it all goes back to a place where. You can actually reprogram yourself in theta at night mm. with a pair of headphones. For example, whether it's listening to great affirmations about how great you are, how rich you are, or whatever. But if you practice this, and I've been trying to, you know, it's hard to keep up with it sometimes. It's just tired. And, but for the most part, I've noticed that if I partake in reprogramming for a week, I have the most amazing lucrative weeks of work. Nice. It's almost as if I'm working on autopilot to attract more abundance. And it's it's crazy. So I could only imagine I've never gone past a full week, but I can only imagine if I can go for a month of doing it. What what the universe can open up for me. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that the possibilities of what we can unlock with our minds is just it's phenomenal. It's it's just something that I, I wish I would have partaken in years ago. Yeah. But you know what? It's never too late to, to learn. And uh, I think that a lot of us 
we need to start really thinking about rewiring and reprogramming our minds with the hypnotic state, uh, the, the hypnotic state, uh, state of theta. Right. You know, so, but I, again, you know, it's all in the eye of the beholder and it's up to you. You know, I, I, the, I was listening to uh, Eckhart Tolle, right? Oh, it's another another great mind. <laughs> and uh, he, he said something that was pretty fucking interesting. He said, if, if you're walking down a city block and you're unable to walk down one block with a clear mind without thinking a single thought, he's like, who's in charge, right? So what you what I think a lot of people are suffering from is invasive thoughts that they have no control over. And I think that this is a fucking, a state that 99% of the public lives with. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. And so I think that a and, lot of, and in that moment, the addictions lie in that, the bad habits and the repetition of bad habits and addictions lie in the, yeah. in, 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 in that. Right. And, uh, I think that we think of meditation as, Finding a time to find a quiet place yeah. and quiet the mind. Yeah. But I actually think that what you need to do is be able to go into a loud place and stay with a quiet mind. Mm. Wayne Dyer and says. That is, I love Wayne Dyer, by says, the way. Have a mind that's attached to nothing but open to everything. I'm into this stuff a lot. And like I said, more recently, within the last couple of years, I started to open myself up to this stuff, and little yeah. by little, I'm trying to apply. But yeah, man, I, I'm Wayne glad was you, Wayne was a massive influence uh, in my life. Me too, me too. Massive. As of late, as of late, um, and what a know, sweet guy too. Amazing. He guy. had he had a uh, God bless. A really, him. rest in peace, rest Wayne in Dyer, peace, man. A warmness to him that really Absolutely. came through when he spoke. Absolutely, and the fact that he was living in Queens for a long time, man professor at St. John's in the 70s, wrote countless books, traveled the world, yeah, lecturing. I mean, his spirit lives on in YouTube and, you know, um, all these social media platforms that just kind of like just have his wisdom spread out through every, through every, every outlet possible out there and uh, take advantage of, you know, his teachings, his words. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that can, you know, can help a person try to gain more perspective, you know, that we have a, a, a quite a lot of those guys out there, you know, yeah. we mentioned, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, we mentioned David Goggins. These are all inspirational guys that have something to offer that are not just keeping their experience to themselves and they're sharing with the world and paying it forward. So, you know, you know, there, there are a lot of us out there that are seeking wisdom, seeking answers yeah. for certain things that we can, you know, that we can use to better our lives. And um, at the late age of 47, I'm starting to learn a lot of things I wish I would have learned in my earlier years. But um, nevertheless, I'm grateful to to have them at my disposal now. And, uh, you know, I still feel great. I still feel like I, you know, people still, what, you're 47? You know, so I, I, I kind of- When have, you said that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So surprising. I, I, you know, I, I have a youthful appearance about myself and I also feel like, you know, physically I, you know, 
yeah, I mean, of course, you know, it takes a couple steps to get your footing, right? <laughs> you know, when you wake up in the morning. But, you know, I, I, I'm, for the most yeah. part, I have a youthful, youthful inner spirit. And, you just uh, turned 47, right? Yeah, November, November 4th. Okay. And, yeah, um, I just turned 41, oh, November God, 15th. My man. Scorpio, baby. And Charlie Castro, happy birthday, happy belated. Oh, yeah, Charlie. Charlie's also the 15th as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no wonder why we get along, man. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dude, man, I, I got to be honest, man, what... You know, all, all bullshit aside, man, I mean, this is the reason why I invite you on the show, because we talk from the heart. We talk about things that we're passionate about. We talk about things that, you know, I mean, the main thing with you is the. I think that, like I said, yeah, I think you're a great advocate for physical fitness, for for mental strongness, because you need to have both working together to achieve the things that you achieved. I mean, Iron Man challenge that that was a big deal, you know, to to compete in bodybuilding, that's a big deal, man, to go up there and have the, you know, just the the intestinal fortitude to just put yourself out there to compete. Yeah. It's a big deal, man. Thank you, bro. You know, I I don't think that, you know, cuz you're in it. So you're doing it. Yeah. But as an outsider well, looking, thank you. I I see that means a lot. What a great, you know, what a great role model you can be for somebody who could only wish that they could go out there and do what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and for the people that you train also, I mean, I'm sure you inspire them as well. And I've mentioned to you, I've mentioned that to you on, you know, the other podcast that you were on. So yeah, I mean, yeah, man. Well, it's, it's, uh, I would never want to be preaching something that I couldn't do say. yourself. And, and look yeah. at the examples of my life because yeah. I would never want someone to say, who the fuck is this guy telling me to go do these things when he doesn't put his ass on the line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite in that regard. Um, and I also do agree with you that this we, is why people follow you through the George Washington bridge to run these miles, baby. <laughs> Listen, guys, Fort Lee tomorrow, 6.30 a.m. That's when you start? Don't be fucking Don't be lazy. fucking late. Don't be late. We're leaving 6.30 sharp, okay? Is that is that a fact? Is that real? It's, yeah. Oh, shit. 100%. So, yeah. oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. You don't play. See, that's what I'm saying. That takes mental fucking, you know, you have to be strong mentally, and you have to be willing to fucking go, even if you don't want to go. And I'm sure... You probably would like to sleep in a little bit, but you fucking get up and you get it done. Nah, but you know what? I'm actually amped up because I got my professors coming, another brown belt. So you're excited. <laughs> David, the man. This guy's yeah. fucking mad. Cool. That's awesome. From, from Brooklyn. Another another black belt's coming through. That's awesome. Um, What's coming tomorrow? I think it's just us. But it's, for, for me, it's like, and I was telling my uh, my instructor, I was like, listen, man. This run I've done so many times, It's it's got a special place in my heart. So just anyone coming along with me, it's like you're seeing a little piece of my life. Yeah. And I love to show that to people. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a gorgeous run. And I also want to just go back to what you just mentioned. You know, guys like Wayne Dyer, a guy that I used to li listen to that you'd love, kind of obscure. Not a lot of people know about him. His name is Stuart Wilde. Yeah. Guy changed my life. Alan Watts. Alan Watts is another one, yeah. Um, that, you know, there's so many uh, people that you could listen to 
Yeah. That will give you a different outlook. Great insight. Change your life. Great insight. Change your fucking life. Yeah. And uh, cool dudes. Yeah. Listen man. to fucking an hour. Like nothing. I've been able to change things about myself little by little over the last five and a half years. Um, Dude, I'm alcohol free. I'm drug free. That's amazing. I dude, like, yeah. Do I have vices? I have the one vice that I have that's really something I know I got to kick is smoking cigarettes. But I've done that before and I've quit it for five years. I know I could do it again. And then another vice that I picked up that I don't do all the time, but when I do do it, I enjoy it and I don't think I'll stop to the end of time. And that's uh, microdosing on chocolate mushrooms. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. I mean, that, listen, once I started that, I, I'm completely convinced that that's what what helped me realize that i don't need to drink alcohol i don't even crave it anymore yeah i really don't and i just i don't even smoke weed anymore you know what i mean so right now as you can see i'm building my gym you know i'm getting little things i showed you what i got you know i'm about to start getting into real good physical shape again and i think this time i'm going to get into a a a, a physical shape that I probably never reached before because of the simple fact that now I don't have the chemical disruption of alcohol and drugs of any sort in my system. And Good I think, you. yeah. And I think that that's, that's something that I can't wait, you know, to see what I, what I bring to the table physically at 47, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that muscle memory is amazing. I know how, I know how I can get, but I also know that it's going to be on, on another level now. You know? Well, I think it's interesting that you just mentioned earlier that the paradigm of your neurological structure happens from birth until seven, whether that's just a theory or whatnot, whatever. But I think that by way of some of these uh, psychedelic drugs, you can actually rewire. You're elevating your consciousness. You're, you're opening up your third eye. You're changing you know I mean? the neurological pathways. And that's what and helped a lot me of kick these, a lot the of these fucking alcohol. things. I believe that. Have gotten a taboo in public. But it's like, why? Just like the, the, there's no money in cures. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't want, why you know. do something? <laughs> That uh, is not on the mass market and they're able to profit off of it. And that might wake you up to some of the evils that are around you and controlling you. Speaking of the evils, there's a lot of evils. You know? 100%. Um, we're seeing a lot of stuff going on in the world. I don't want to get too deep into what they now are. Now we can I get think, into whatever, man. But I think the world knows when we're talking about stuff happening overseas, how tragic that is. I'm just saying that there's a spiritual war. And listen, I'm not... A religious person like that but i'm very very spiritual and i think that in the end i walk with a good light and i and i know i could that, tell man yeah and i know that i have guardians surrounding me at all times and um i see synchronistic numbers i mean look at that clock right there if you can see from here where it stopped i was going to replace that battery i was going to replace that battery but when i realized where it stopped i said Nah, that's going to stay like that. 
And every day I'm seeing synchronistic numbers all the time. Today was a magical day for me at work. Nice. Magical. I mean, I'm going to 111 St. John's Place in Brooklyn. I'm going to 333 Broadway, which is a, it's crazy. I mentioned it in a, on another podcast. I think it was the podcast before this one. I might have mentioned 333 Broadway. And I went there again, again today. And then my, 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 my friend who did the podcast with me, uh, with me, Michael Dindin, the gallon, when I told him about this address, he says, look where I'm going. And he gave me a synchronistic number. I think it was 222 something. I don't find out where a main street or some shit like that. So the numbers and the synchronicities are just popping out of everywhere. And if you couldn't tell where that clock stopped, it stopped. Is that at your 11. birthday? No, it stopped at 1111. Another synchronistic number. Okay. These, are, these are angel numbers. Yeah. So I'm a very firm believer in energies, synchronicities, you know, and again, this is something that I wasn't privy to just a couple years back, you know, uh, it's something that really took shape in my life within the recent years that I started to like, to like be more mindful and start to believe in more and start to research and start to just, and it's changed me. It's changed me. So I'm grateful, you know, because it's never too late to, to learn something new or to believe in something new and to just really let, let that just, you know, and to allow yourself to believe in something new. Yeah. I think people are yeah. afraid to break a pattern mm. and potentially not fit in with yeah. a group that uh, might criticize them yeah. for now thinking differently. Yeah, yeah. I think that people... Uh, I mean, look at me. I got, I got rejected from a uh, training academy because... I wasn't in agreement with taking a chemical into my body. They didn't value you at all. You were just, you know. Yeah. And then look at the beautiful thing that came out of that. And now look where you are. And now I'm in a better with fucking place. With the people place. that you, you now look I'm at the in a better place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A better place. It's a great thing, man. It's a great thing. Sometimes, I mean, most of the times, if you're able to look at an obstacle as something that makes you stronger, then you're able to become a better person. And yeah, I mean, you have to have, and I think that part of spiritual development is developing your own compass, not being reliant upon external information to tell you how to think, mm. Mm. right? And being able to say, I trust my gut. I think people I trust, today. You know, and, yeah. and one thing about getting rid of the ego, right? is that I think when you get rid of the ego, you already have the software of the universe within you, yeah. which is God. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, some people call it blasphemy if you call yourself God. But God is in all of us. We are all God. But, hey, it is what it is. Even in... We're, if, all, we're all connected. We're all part of the same source. What I mean by that is, look at, look at fucking... Uh, animals in nature, they don't need a consciousness to be able to survive, right? Why do we humans think that our thought process is more important than something that we already have hardwired within us? And so I think that, sure, use your intellect to your benefit 
But also, once you start embracing living in the moment and being present, the opportunities and right decisions will come naturally. And when you're able to confide in that inner compass. That's why it's called nature. It's, <laughs> and, and that's why it's called instinct yeah, also. Yeah. It's tough to tamper and persuade somebody when he already has confidence in his own uh, inner compass. Yeah. And that's why I stay true to that, man. I don't need anybody to convince me. That's why I'm saying about anything and validation from outside sources. You know, that's another thing too. You know, like I discovered that I need to be self-validated. You know what I mean? You're talking to me. I I got on a, I fucking swam for miles, got on a bike and did all that shit. Believe me. Validation. I'm on, I'm on this podcast yeah. because I did something crazy. So yeah. The same. I think that I finally found the fact that now I understand that my happiness has to come from myself, has to come from within, has to come from me. And there's no way you could ever, ever give anything that you don't have, including love, including, you know, whatever Correct. it is. You can't give what you don't have. Yeah. So... If you're someone who needs validation from outside of yourself and you're trying to be in a relationship that's loving and you're trying to give love when you don't even fucking love yourself and many people are walking around like this, completely unaware. I love what you're saying. Completely unaware. Yeah. Bro, I just like recently discovered this shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I always like to think... If you met yourself, would you want to hang out with you? You know. You know what I mean? And if the answer is no, it that, means that you're not having the right fucking conversation you know, in your I, head. It's, it's, a great, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great perspective to have and look at it that way. You know, but there are times that I'm looking at myself a couple years ago and I was so blinded by so much. You know what I mean? Blinded by a lot of stuff, you know. And, yeah. um, you know. Maybe from afar, from somebody looking from the outside in, seeing me dress up in suits and the job that I had working in the strip club business and just, yeah, it, it, it was it was pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. I had a great time doing and it. And I remember you when you were doing that yeah, job. And, you know, but the, a lot came with that. A lot came with that. Yeah, there was a lot of positives, but there was a lot of negative that came with that. And I, and I fell into a... You know, I fell into a certain darkness and I've allowed that darkness to kind of like take a, a, a hold of me, you know, and this is something I never really got in depth about ever. I don't think yeah. really, especially on, on the podcast, but not to get too deep, but yeah, you know, it, it's something that, you know, regardless of how it may look, may have looked on the outside, I was blinded by a lot and, um, I'm no longer that guy. I'm someone totally different mentally, spiritually, and physically. Um, it's all different now. Yeah. And it's all but you know what? in a better space now. Even back with then. better perspective. I saw the fucking goodness in of you. Of course. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, that definitely. But you've always, even though you're a fucking scary dude. Oh, stop, man. Come on. <laughs> you're a fucking sweetheart. Uh, dude, and, and, and that's one thing that I... That I will say that I've always known in my heart, regardless of what my outside appearance may have looked like, that I've always known that I'm a good 
person that I, I have a heart of gold, but at the same time, you know, the way you look to others can be deceiving. And also when you're involved in certain things that yeah. you're, you know, just not proud of. And at the time, you may not even know that you're not proud of those things until you look at yourself, you know, looking backward. Yeah. You know, so looking back, you know, I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? So there's definitely a lot of growth. So I'm just saying, man, you know, to me, doing this podcast is, it's just, it's just an absolute pleasure and an opportunity to be as honest as I, as I can be, as forthcoming as I can with certain subjects pertaining to, you know, who I am, but most importantly, to give the listener the opportunity to, to listen in and say, yeah, you know, I agree or I disagree, but at the end, I think what's being spoken is being spoken from the heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I welcome people to agree to disagree with, with anything that I say, because this is a platform where, you know, yeah, I'm here to entertain, but I'm also here to, you know, open for, you know, open debate for the things that are said here. And, uh, I think that it's a perfect opportunity for people to listen and spark conversation. So, you know, it, it's a passion, but again, I, uh, bro, I'm very happy with where I am and where I am today. And I'm happy. I'm happy for you. And just like kudos to you and, and, uh, just doing this, man. I'm real happy. Thank you. Because like, I, like I said, mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a form of artistic expression. Absolutely. And people want authenticity. They yeah. want something that's fucking real. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And when they hear two people having a real conversation without trying to front yep. and, and create this kind of persona, they like it because this is what we're lacking in the fucking world. Mm. We're lacking people who are able to release the, the 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 person that they show everybody and just speak truly from the heart. The representative. The representative. That's good, bro. <laughs> I like that. You know what I mean? That's fucking great. The, the representative. Yeah. You know, when we first meet people, yeah. you meet somebody who's great. You know, you're meeting the yeah, representative. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then after a while, you That's start good, to see the true colors. Man, and then you're like, like ah, there you are. <laughs> there you are. It took a couple months yeah, or bro. a couple years, yeah. but there you are. Right. You yeah. know? And, That's good, you know, yeah, man. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. The representative. You know, and, you know, like going back to what I was doing for a living, in the gentleman's club industry, you know, I had a great representative, you know, mm. I'd dress up in these suits. I'd go out there, I'd rub elbows with all sorts of people. And, you know, they weren't getting the real me. Yeah. They would get me on, you know, certain occasions, but the overall presentation was the representative. Yeah. You know, because I was there to make money. I was there to bring the party. I was there to start the party. You know, that was my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, there's elements of the real me sprinkled along there. But sometimes you get lost even 
Right, 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 right. You know, yourself. The representative sort kinda, of takes over Kind of mixes yeah. in with who you are and then sometimes overtakes. And then all of a sudden you think that you became the representative. <laughs> when in all reality, it's like, holy, well, what the fuck is going on here? You know? So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, but... Yeah, that that's as honest as I can get about that at this point. And, you know, there's more of that for a different podcast. And, um, you know, like I mentioned on the last one, um, some solo podcasts will be coming. And I'll be getting more in depth as to who is J40? Where does he come from? What inspired this? What's the journey? Who... What, where, why? So I love it, man. Be on the lookout for that. <laughs> J40, 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 J40. That's right, baby. The, the, the J40 podcast. Yeah, yeah. Episode 37 with George, the Iron Man Condratus. Happy it, to be here, baby. It, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see this coming as far as how deep we got you know towards the end here and uh yeah man pleasantly surprised and this is the beauty of what podcasting is sometimes you just gotta let it go and let it go wherever it's gonna go now nah, the heart was the heart <laughs> i think both of our hearts were just in this one and just yeah we did we we felt like uh hold the up, ability hold up. to open you know, up you know what yeah i want you to suit up for uh for this uh, last statement. Okay. So uh, I'm going to let George su uh, suit up. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I don't need the armor. I'll take you all on without it. Welcome back, sir. Okay. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I just had to do that. Uh, man, look, uh, it's been a pleasure, man. You know. Um, amazing. You're an amazing guy. You're a good friend. Um, right back at you. You know, any final thoughts, shout outs maybe you want to give? Yeah, no doubt. To anybody? Yo, first of all, happy birthday to my mom. She oh, wow. She 70 yesterday. God bless her. God bless my mom. She wow. did everything for me and my family, my brother. Is she here in New York? She's in Bayside, Queens. God Bayside bless. Queens. Bayside Best Queens. mom in the world. Bell Boulevard. Lovely Shout mom. out to Bell Boulevard. Bell Boulevard. I'm, I'm out there a lot, actually. My, are you? I do a lot of business okay. out there. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was my uh, that was early, stomping early stomping oh, ground. Shit. You know, yeah, it yeah. was either we go to the city or we go to Bell yeah, 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 yeah. on the weekend. Oh, man. It's awesome over so, there, man. Lot, number one, happy cool birthday to my mom. Love you. Shout out to my girl, Alessandra. Love you, baby. There you go. Shout out to my brother and my dad. Shout out to Jess I.L. at the basement gym. Oh. We've been working together. It's in Woodside. Okay. Hit me up if you want personal training. He's, what, my, he's my brother. What's the Instagram, by the way, so people can follow you? And if they're interested in personal training, so which is something that J, you do. J-U-R-G-I-S 1982. Jurgis? Yeah. That's my name in Lithuanian. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, George is Lithuanian, but speaks hella good Spanish. <laughs> Mi español es perfecto. Exacto. 
La próxima cosa que voy a hacer es... And now you live in Washington Heights, so I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ¿Qué lo que, Tigre? There you go. Nice. There you go. There you go. Come on, baby. Man. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, shout out to my man, Jessiel. Basement. Yeah. Woodside, 61st Street, Roosevelt Ave. Hit us up if you want a personal training. Shout out to... My fucking training academy, Drew Livre, Jarbam, my professor, the man. Located? Fifth Ave and 36th Street. There you go. If you want to learn from the best, Luta Libre, we whoop that ass, baby. Come there you through. go. Come and grapple. Come get you some. Shout out to Bayside. Bayside Queens. All my fucking homeboys that I grew up with, you know who you are? Yes, sir. Love you guys. 40 thugs, you already know. Charlie Castro. Diabolic Al, Vladi Dotti, GWB. <laughs> the George Washington Bridge gets a big fat shout out. It's been part of your life for the last Fuck couple of years. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I never paid a toll, baby. <laughs> hey, man, this, this is life in the big city. When you're running, you ain't got to pay tolls. But I'm sure at some point, you know, they're going to they're gonna start charging humans. Well, Hoko's making a toll now. Dude. Not a toll. She's making a uh, congestion tax. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, well, I think it was like dude, it's, aff- it's affecting us as, as drivers in the city. So the congestion tax and fee and all that <laughs> shit, it's a big deal. But that's... That's for another... No, I just did a podcast about this. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, it's coming soon. No doubt. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just going to... I'm just going to say this, man. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. 21 countries. I appreciate you. The J40 Podcast, episode 37 with George the Iron Man Condratis. I appreciate talking with you about mental fitness, physical fitness, personal achievements in the physical world with everything that you've been doing. I think that you're an inspiration. I think that, uh, you know, people can look at you. And really learn from you and, you know, take direction from you. You're a great person. You're a great trainer. If you need someone to train you and get you into shape, believe me when I tell you, check out his Instagram. Once again, it's Jurgis. J-U-R-G-I-S 1982. On Instagram. All right, guys. So J40 Worldwide, baby. J40.
the J40 Podcast.